0: Hi Nina.
1: Hey Max.
0: What time is it?
1: It's coaching time.
0: Let's do it. Hi Lisa. Welcome to Generation Coaching. How are you today?
2: Thank you very much. I am great.
0: We're super excited to have you on and I think we're going to start straight with some of our questions we prepared. Um, As we always do, we always like to learn a little bit more about the person behind, in our case, the camera. Um, Tell us a bit about you. What did you do when you were younger? How did you grow up? Where did you grow up? What do we need to know about Lisa?
2: So Lisa, yes, I am from Sweden and I'm actually now based in the Middle East, in Tel Aviv. Uh, I do think I'm a bit all over the place sometimes, but I grew up in Sweden, my family's from Sweden. Uh, I see myself very connected to the nature, even if I'm a very social person and not being in the big city as well. Uh, I used to work as a global model. It was a lot about the outside look, and today I turn myself into more the inside, which we are going to cover in the topic today, about health coach and mindset coach, which is my profession today. Uh, I'm a mother of two wonderful boys so I have also the beautiful role of being a mother and yeah and here I am today I'm continue to discover my life and improving uh, my skills and my profession and the beauty of joy every single day.
0: Great my first question that was just now coming to my mind was like what is your mission with being a mindset coach?
2: Oh my mission uh, I think is number one to help people take control over their own mindset and over their own life to be able to also live in their full potential and living the life that they desire and that they are happy as well and to feel fulfilled, to wake up with a meaning and purpose. So giving the possibilities of guiding people into this process as well of finding themselves.
0: And has your journey as a, especially as a model, which is like you said, very, it's all about the looks, right? It's all about the outer appearance. Was that a reason for you now to transform into mindset coaching? Yes,
2: yeah, so it started with when I transformed myself to be uh, an expat for over 15 years ago. I was working as well back then as a global model. So it was not just the environment I found myself. It's also the role of work I did. As I explained, is a lot about the look. It's about um, the measurements. It's all about the outside you. And also back then, I think the industry continued being the same. It was like 15, 20 years ago. Um, it's about young girls or being a role model for others. But it's a lot about the pretty part, uh, the expectations of you're supposed to look in a certain way. And I lost myself a lot in this as well, of always being compared, uh, always not being good enough or facing a lot of limiting beliefs and negative emotions around it. And this brought me into the field which was health coach i got into and transformed myself where i am today to be my coach and finding myself in this i was searching for myself i was completely lost of not feeling satisfied because it was all about the outside so finding the true happiness is like who are you That beauty actually comes from the inside and the happiness also comes from the inside it's not something that can be measured outside and i think when you are in this market you do, when you do feel compared all the time you're losing this identity with yourself like who are you and who are you meant to be so this path where I was where it took me through this transformation um, yeah that's been my 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 transformation from uh, being in this model world of finding more um, like path of true fulfillment and finding your your Inner
1: self. And Lisa, was there a specific moment where you realized you want to leave the model industry and become, you know, like a health coach or a mindset coach?
2: I think it naturally brought in to me to uh, always the health coach part was always about the looking part first. And it brought me into more the meaning as I talked about. Um, I started to study I have my degree in you know, my master's degree in the health coach industry and looking at the well-being in all different dimensions was something that was I think um, breakthrough moment for me when I realized that health is so much more of understanding those different uh, dimensions and different elements and then I think when I stopped the modeling it was when I became a mother and I said you know <laughs> I had enough of this and I Knew my life was settled for more. The modeling was great, paid. It was great being out there, and also try different roles. And when you understand more meaning behind it, then you, I became stronger with myself. I I could easily take control of it in a different way. But when I became a mother, I felt like this is enough. I yeah. I had you know been there, done that. A new path in life. So yeah.
1: So how do you feel today with your new profession?
2: i feel amazing i feel like totally made my position where i am today i'm so grateful every single day and i think through what i understood through all the different changes i've been helping people with and with their health coaching working with different people in different dimensions and understanding the mindset is everything
0: Mm
2: -hmm. so today it's like the root cause of the way of living in, in all the roles we have doesn't matter if you're being a model or if you're a mother or whatever you do so the mindset is truly the root cause of everything. So today I'm so grateful of able to share this, not just as my own experience in my life, but as a profession. And every single day to continue uh, develop myself and embrace and share that and help other people living the true self as well as I found myself.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. You spoke also about responsibilities, right? Um, so as far as I understood, you work mainly with women, is that correct? Yes, Yeah.
2: Correct.
1: So when women have different, you know, roles and responsibilities, as you said, you're a mother, but you also have your own business, you have a family, you're also a friend, right? How can, what do you think? Like, how can we balance, like, all those different roles and responsibilities um, while we're living abroad, actually? Because your family is far away from... Israel at the moment, right? Like your mom and your dad, how do you, um, how do you handle this for yourself? Do you have a specific tool that you use when you get overwhelmed or do you just have a good balance overall?
2: Yeah. So I think about life takes us to different uh, roles and dimensions all the time. We're living different cycles, right? We're going different paths and different stages. And it's all the time to also be adaptable into those changes. Like, life mm-hmm. is dynamic. It's not something yeah. that just out. We have to grow into it. And being adaptable means that you have to also change and improve. And when you go into those different roles, so especially being in a motherhood, um, you're getting responsibilities. It's not about yourself anymore. It's about someone else too. And what does that mean? Because that's a relationship that you are not used to. You might mm-hmm. be used to being a relationship with a partner or being a relationship with um, your sister or your brother or your friends. But becoming a mother is different. Um, path of being responsible and I think this is also a way where you might lose yourself as well growing into different roles and also what you talked about now for me I had the transformation of becoming an expat moving from one country to another and this transformation as well is a new identity it's a new role you're getting into and how you really find yourself in this new environment in this transformation so this is something uh, I think every expat is do struggling with, of finding how they are going to adapt into this new change of living.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do you, when did you, when did you move to Israel?
2: I came to Israel for the first time about 15 years ago. I was back and forth quite a lot. I moved back to Sweden in between. I lived also in London for a while. I was in the States also. So I haven't been here fully for this uh this amount of years but i've been away from sweden my home country for more than 15 years so and i do see like sweden is still my home home it's yeah. where i always feel like my base are from where my family is um where i also have a house as well i have home there too um but i think it's um yeah it's been 15 years and life doesn't stop there's new new beginners every day every day <laughs> Yeah. Would you move uh, to another country? I think the experience of doing it is unbelievable, amazing, even if it's difficult. And I do think it's something that really raised our own challenge of growth in life. And I think it's something I would like to give my kids as well to experience. Yeah. So, yes, I would do it. But it's it's a long. heavy journey as well to do that it's not just a dance of roses and so glamorous and good as uh, people might think it is is, uh, that that will be
1: um, actually my next question like where were your biggest challenge in that process like moving from one country to the other and do you still have things where you get challenged every day living abroad
2: I think uh, regardless where we live we have challenges we're approaching every day or every a new path in our life but the way of moving abroad like if you're asking yourself what is what does it mean living abroad what's it what is an expat if that's the word you're using it means like adapting yourself to new place i call it usually like your newborn it's finding a new way of living and i think the main struggle is of how do you find yourself in this new place it's kind of being trapped between Um, Not being a local, but as well not being a tourist. And you're feeling maybe home, but still your home is your home country. So you start to ask yourself, like, what are you? Who are you? And in this new environment, you are approaching new challenges, this new culture, new tradition, new languages, maybe new way of work. Most likely, you're going to start a new path of your career or different relationships, either with a partner, with friends or... Uh, work-wise and all these challenges coming it's a new beginning so
0: I find that point with the culture quite interesting actually that's something I wanted to ask you especially like if you're moving into towards the Middle East for example right the cultural differences are a lot bigger than if you're moving from let's say Sweden to Germany or somewhere within the within Europe What were some of the challenges? Because I can see it also being very difficult because it is so different. How do you find out what's, what do you, how do you learn?
2: Yeah, so exactly. I can imagine for you guys, you're both from Germany, right? So moving to London, to England, it's maybe less uh, differences compared, and also for me, Sweden to Germany compared to. Sweden to Middle East. No. <laughs> it's a drastic change. I do think we have similarities in every move, everywhere. I'm having the kind of same challenges in one way. But the culture shock I had was completely like not even 180 degree round, it was like 360 yeah. degree change. And that was really um, the culture. It was completely different culture. Like being, it's, Maybe not the right word to say, but it's almost feeling like an alien in a new place. Mm. You're not uh, feeling yourself at all, even understood, or even with the language. Um, it's a completely different language. Nothing that you can try to guess what they're saying. And I think here they are also talking quite uh, with a high voice, a bit aggressively. And I was thinking when I came here, like what's going on? Like, everyone is fighting all the time, (laughs) but they're not fighting, you know? It's like, we're helping speak the tone, and it's the culture as well. And the body language was like so much much movement, and it's made me feel like very unsecure in me of knowing, like, what's really going on in my surroundings, of not understanding the languages, and the culture that's being different. And also, Sweden is a typical country where we don't have a lot of religion and tradition being so... Uh, like born into our environment the way how we live here everything is quite base of their old tradition and also religion controlling not just the country but the way of living naturally like it's born into their to their daily habits and this was something as well that was very unique and new for me so this transformation of feeling like you are not even belonging to this kind of group in the culture I think this was a huge challenge
0: yeah I can imagine you come to a new country I'm sure there's a lot of excitement about you know getting to know a new country meeting new people and I think that's for a lot of people the reason why they move because of that challenge and the positive sides of it but especially if you're moving to a culture where you don't know much and it can be very intimidating that can actually then create insecurities of like meeting new people or going out so suddenly that whole adventure of all the positive sides can lead to kind of loneliness and yeah. feeling stuck yeah. in a in a different country. Did you ever face that?
2: Yeah, I yes, I did, and um, I think it's what many expats have in common of feeling, you know, regardless if it is not such a huge transformation or like, call, let's say call it culture shock. as I had I had a real shock. So. This transformation is, comes with a lot of obstacles, like feeling lonely, feeling lost, feeling lack of clarity, lack of control, um, awareness. Finding yourself is kind of a identical crisis as well. Like, who am I here and what can I do? And mm-hmm. also not feeling, as I said, understood. It can be also the fear and sadness and also homesickness. Um, it can create um, anxieties. There is many different like Negative emotions limiting beliefs you do face. I felt many times lonely and I felt as well the lost in this. And also when I felt like I could not understand others but they also didn't understand me. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the one of the hardest parts of how you can adapt this bridge of feeling understood <laughs> and feeling you know more uh, aligned with who you are and also like who you become because it's not like you can just take your old package and then adapt into that you Mm -hmm. have to really also do change if not you're going to stay of this feeling of being an alien in this new 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 world so yeah the um, language is usually something you have to adapt into um, accepting new way of (laughs) behaviors and habits and living as well
0: yeah, I guess that kind of leads to mindset, right? Because I think a lot of that is then to do with your mindset when you are feeling lonely, but then to not sort of give up um, and invest. How, did, how yes. did you overcome that?
2: So for me, there was a lot of self-development growth. And I think it came naturally through my way of... Uh, like my knowledge, my experience. I was back then also studying, became a health coach and got into more this awareness I was always developing myself and reading a lot of books in this subject so for me uh, facing and understanding my or getting also the right tools for dealing with my uh, obstacles and challenges that I have it came in, in through from my studying and also from my own experience of learning um, so that's how I handle it but The mindset coaching, when I got into that, really gave me the right right tools of how you can actually do control your mind and do set uh, the right developing skills from taking this change you have as an expat in the right approach. And being a mindset coach, I know for some people, it's a new term or it's a new kind of title or profession out there. Mindset coaching is something that beginning... In forever, because it's coming from every kind of coaching. It's the basic of like how we control our mind and how we understand the world. And also, it's not just the way of thinking communicating, it's also our emotions, our beliefs, um, the way the patterns we're creating through uh, the behaviors we have. So when we start to understand our conscious and unconscious change work and how we can actually really take control over that. Is a time when I think we do understand that we can also change the way how we live and approach the new challenges we face in the new environment as an expat, for example.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like the uh, subconscious mind's uh, mind sp- uh, plays a big role in that, right? Yeah. do you do? You have certain tools you use, or how can how could I work with my subconscious mind? What would you recommend me?
2: Yes. So, you know, when it comes to mind, body, and soul, I always say every, it's all connected. You know, you can't usually separate one part from another, yeah. uh, it's just how it is, you know. Sometimes we wish we could start to run marathon up from one day to another, or, you know, <laughs> without having run ever for life, or we can lose 100 kilos from one day to another. But it doesn't work like this, it usually has a lot to do with your mindset, and we have to start from that from the beginning. Uh, the mindset coaching is really about taking control of, as said, the conscious, unconscious, and uh, subconscious change work. And when you start to understand the way how your mind works, you can easily get the tools to control it as well. So, um, let's say you, what, what your question was more about the subconscious, right? Um, you more, I think you, you more, you bring awareness about yourself because it's it's not just. Um, that you are dealing with what you do day to day is that you're bringing awareness about actually from the inner, from comes from the inside. So for example, the unconscious is still, you know, patterns of what we're doing, our habits and behaviors, the way, how we think, but it's something that we uh, consciously don't think about. So when you start to bring the strength within yourself and try to control, I'm using techniques in my coaching, which have uh, with unconscious change work, is mostly with hypnotherapy and also timeline therapy, where you are also going back of understanding where this behavior coming from. Um, it's some many times even rooted in our old experience of our, that we're not even aware about. So you need to usually understand where do it does come from to be able to do this change work. So we can empower our mind a lot through telling ourselves a new beginning, but you also need to break the old habits. Or the old way of saying to be able to empower the new beginnings. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah.
1: I yeah. Sorry. No, no, you go. You go.
0: It's, um, I think it's crucial to break the old before you can even start the new. Otherwise, I don't think yes. it's possible. On the hypnotherapy, I guess it's hypnosis, right? Yeah. How did you get into that? I found that a very interesting topic and I, I haven't delved into it enough but it's definitely something I'm super interested in and I have a lot of conversations with people that are the same so I think it'd be interesting to hear a bit more on that side
2: yeah so hypnosis is just another word from hypnotherapy some people even uh, take it I call it more the lighter version without being as well um, meditation It's all have different impacts it's more like in the hypnotherapy we really have change work when we go into unconscious mind and it it's more of putting yourself into, into a kind of trance where you're going in deeply into your unconscious mind and you can do in-brain change work that you are telling your unconscious mind to. But it's very easy for me now to tell you directly that something you should improve, or something you should do that's coming through your own inner power, but it's your thinking about it consciously. Mm. And we now need to start to work with your unconscious mind work. And that's when you're going into your inner state your inner power, and you focus more attentionally about those um, uh, change work. So the hypnotherapy is putting you usually into an introduction into finding yourself, and then we we'll go into deep work, and then there's also scripts for you to really do changes in your unconscious mind. And it can be in any field, right? In any improvements you would like to do in life, it doesn't have to be and when we're talking about a lot about living abroad today or expert life, it can be anything you want, would like to improve in your well being or in your health or the relationship you have, relationship to things like money or uh, bad habits, anything. So it's just that you. I usually say that people don't shake consciously. You have to change also with your unconscious mind.
1: Is there a, a certain amount of sessions you have to? do in order to transform your subconscious mind
2: yeah it's very individual there is no way and that's also in my coaching what i'm doing i tailor set i have always like a protocol of how usually standard it change where it can be done but everyone's unique and yeah. this is also a very interesting subject what it means to be unique right but everyone is unique and everyone have um, their own experience and knowledge so it's really depending on where you are and how open you are to receive this information and do changes within yourself. But nothing happened overnight. And I always say that you can come for a few coaching sessions. You can get embraced. You can listen to this podcast and feel like so empowered and have so much motivation. It's like, yeah, oh, my God, I'm going to empower myself. I'm going <laughs> to change my mindset and so on. But it, in the end of the day, like tomorrow you wake up and, okay, where do I start? And how is how do I do this? major change work. And again, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a through process. And as, again, it's coming from the way how we think, the yeah. way how we observe and understand the world and from based on our old memories, experience, and, and also the beliefs and values we have ourselves. So if you want to work with your unconscious mind, it's not from just here and here and now, it's also from what you, how you build yourself. Because who you are today is based on everything you had until this day. Yeah. So the change work is gonna take some time, but I think through like if you constantly start to work with yourself, like through a few months, you can say you can see you changes, you transformation. But it's depending on what state of mind you are during this period of time as well.
1: Yeah, and I feel like once you healed something, there is another topic coming up, right? Like you're constantly evolving, and yeah. you when you have. Self awareness, or you practice self awareness a lot, then you also reflect on your actions, on the words you're using, the body language, the people you interact. And I feel like once you got maybe triggered by something in the past, you might have healed it. But then the next topic kind of comes up because you involve as a person, and we we constantly changing, literally every day, right? Like we are changing as as human beings. So I find that very interesting. So basically. My question here will be also, do you believe um, every person should have a coach and work with their subconscious mind their entire life?
2: Yes. (laughs) I think everyone, I think, you know, when it comes to coaching, it's just improving yourself. And who doesn't want always to become a better version of yourself? Because, you know, we, we all the time, we're not reflecting about the way how we do act, the way how we also explain, like how I understand the world. And we cannot just um, improve ourselves. We do improve the way how we live and our relationships. And this is something like, why wouldn't we maximize more, the best in our own life? And also to really have that fulfillment and joy, because it doesn't end there. There's Mm. always more to come. And I think everyone needs someone to help and guide you. I also need, there's no no one that don't need. I think everyone needs. So yes, and it's also something you uh, touched over there when you said is, the way how we understand the world, is it is through our senses as well. We're using our senses when we try to understand what's going on in our environment, it comes into our brain. And it's the way how we hear, how we see, how we feel, how we taste, how we smell. And you might be a person that is more visualizing thing and someone else may be some that you're using more the sense of hearing. In, and they, mm-hmm. in that differences of how we perspective, how we see our reality, it's completely different from one, other to, from one person to another. So I can give a great example here. For example, Max. Mm. <laughs> you know, if we say, um, for example, that you are Max is standing behind the house. You now might get the perspective of, oh, Max, he's standing behind the house. But you don't know who Max is. Now you know Max is here on the recording and you think, yeah, he is a man. His age, I don't know. Plus 35, beautiful, good-looking, but no one said who Max is. Max might be Max the cat stood behind the house. Mm-hmm. So if I told you that Max the cat stood behind the house, you already know, oh, it's a cat we're talking about. But when I say Max that stood behind the house, you automatically think about who is Max. Yeah, so we so sure. might have a completely different perspective of who is Max. I maybe thought it was a cat from the beginning, but you maybe knew it's Max, your friend that you're referring to. Yeah. So that's just like this, for example, how we might see a different perspective from reality, where I seeing it differently, we're visualizing it differently. And that's also the way how we hear it, maybe the way how I said it or the way how you picture it. So everything we do in life. All the information we're gathering in in our day-to-day life is based on our own preferences, what we use, our experience, but it might be completely different from another person.
1: Yeah. And I guess that's why active listening and observing is so important when you speak with other people, right? To put yourself in their shoes and try to understand their world and their perspective and how they feel things, how they sense things. Um, It's so fascinating for me.
0: I guess also how they do things. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, how they, yeah, how they they prepare. Sorry.
2: Sorry, through the mindset coaching, then like that's how you start to realize what preference are you using? Like you might not even know that today. And when you start to get these tools for yourself, like you're talking actually about yourself, like why wouldn't you invest in yourself to know more about yourself? You're the person you can live with most of the time here on earth, here on life, you know? Yeah. You're within yourself, with yourself. Why wouldn't you know yourself? Like the way how you actually choose to understand the world, the way you actually communicate, the way how you then later on create different patterns, the way how your behavior and habits are. It's all related to this. And it's also creating, you know, the way how we think. And it's also based off the way of your. all how we observe through our senses. because also taken from our belief system, our values. Mm. Yeah. And this is from, and many of those things are hindering us or blocking us for living the life we want to be. Or then when you come, for example, to a different country and you are settling in an environment that has so much challenges, if you understood then how you can use your own strength and your own mindset to adapt into this, you will easier adapt into the new changes as well. And those blockings we usually put ourselves mind to, the limiting beliefs, negative emotions, you should come based from the, the past experience, how we are creating and communi- communicating about ourselves. But you can embrace this. You can stop with these limiting beliefs. You can stop these negative emotions and not think, you know, I am good enough. I can do it. And also, like, I don't need to feel sadness. I don't need to feel the loneliness. I don't need to feel um, the fear. You don't have to. You're just telling your mind that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No one is telling you that. You're telling your own mind that.
0: Yeah, you have always have a choice. You always have yeah. a choice to decide how you feel. I've had something that I was also interested in, which leads from hypnosis maybe to NLP. Yes. It's something that I came across. It's probably my very first... Um, connection to personal growth when I was in my probably like 15 years old and I was definitely not ready for it. I had one NLP session and I didn't get it. But um, maybe tell us a bit more about uh, what you do with NLP. I'd be super interested to hear.
2: Yeah, so NLP is a coaching technique, uh, therapeutic technique that we're using as well. For you also to understand how you control your own mindset, right? how you see the world. So um, it's really to improve, improve your own mindset, the way of living. And when you, through the way how I'm questioning as a coach, mm. like finding the answer through you, it's like the reality how you see things or how, how the way how you uh, experience things. When you understand that, how the, when you start to learn about the way how you think, how you communicate and act, it's a time where you can start to also make this improvement, as we said. It's not about just wanting to do changes, you need to understand your own way of thinking and habits and behaviors. So this is really like the process of information of how you communicate, the way how you think uh, when we do with the NLP uh, uh, in the coaching. And this is also to recognize your thoughts, your feelings, and also the emotions we can control. So through the coaching, it's time where we discover. What limiting beliefs are holding you back from improving yourself? What negative emotions are holding you back? And what feelings are in that? And also the way how we run our life is the strategies. Every day we have strategies for everything, the habits and behaviors. You are creating those habits. It's the way, it's a simple example, as many people say, is the way how you brush your teeth. When you think about it, you start from left to the right. It's from up and down we can start to change other things and embracing the way how we act and and that's also different patterns. So the NLP is really a method just helping to discover the reality of who you are today, the way how you run your life. Like how do you run your show? Like here and today, this is your your life, it's your show. How do you run your show? And when you start to understand more the way how you think you communicate, And act your behavior, um, your emotions, your feelings. We can improve them. So this is more the bringing the awareness of your current situation, and then we're going to bring you know using more tools and strategies to do the change work to Mm. where you want to be. Maybe you want to embrace those things and becoming better. But the coaching techniques and L P really great tool to discover this.
0: What's the What's the biggest difference between NLP and hypnosis? Just asking that NLP stands for neuro linguistic programming. Am I right? Yes. So I felt like in that session I had with NLP, because you also kind of try to access your subconscious, right? And which is where your limiting beliefs are stored. At least that's how I felt it. What's the main difference between the two of them?
2: NLP is conscious change work It's when you consciously are okay. telling me the answers. And the uh, hypnotherapy is unconscious change work. We're working with your inner uh, mind. And this is the, is usually the, you know, as I said before, that we don't change consciously. We need to also combine it. Cause you can do understand that, but it's coming from so deeper state of mind. So the change work with unconscious change work. Hypnotherapy is a tool I'm using. There's other coaches using other change work for also the unconscious mind. But I think it's a great way to embrace it. And the more you also, through hypnotherapy, if you're using meditation daily in the right way, how you should do it as a tool, you get the power of really change, not just consciously, also unconsciously. And that's the deep work of a change work. In any way you want to change yourself, if it's for career or a relationship or health-wise. So the main different is the way the techniques are using it is consciously or unconsciously. Mm. Another, I can just jump in to say there another great tool is also that I'm also using is timeline therapy. It's also an unconscious change work. And that's when we are going through a timeline in our life. Some people are looking at timeline from the left to the right or it can be from the back to the front. And this is also understanding certain you know patterns we have through our life that is causing the way how we today behave and act or different emotions we have. So this also way, how we look back to our past, our past behaviors, uh, habits, negative emotional limiting beliefs that do holding us back from doing this improving change work we want to do today. So we need to also set us us free from that. It's not just telling our mind today we can do it. It might be something holding us back from the past experience. For example, say, I'm not good enough in X, Y. Why I'm telling myself I'm not good enough. Where does it come from? So it's understanding the spam through our timeline of what is actually holding us back from that growth and development where we want to be.
0: Another question I just had, which came, came to my mind was, Who's who? Who would you recommend NLP to, and who with whom would you use hypnosis? What are the kind of personas behind that? That would you that you would use that technique with?
2: I mean, I think it really matters of what you like to improve and change in life, and also where you are at. Because again, we're all very unique in the matters how close we are connected to ourselves. And I think consciously is something we, of course, if you want to improve something, we need to be very conscious about it. Otherwise, mm. we're not going to be able to do the actually physical act for it or, you know, taking that step. But again, I think unconsciously is something that everyone needs to be able to, if you want to make a real improvement that's going to be true for yourself in long term. We're not speaking about now changing overnight. You need to, if you want to stay consistent and becoming a better version and becoming able to improve yourself, you need to also combine it with unconscious change work. Mm-hmm. Your mind, body, and soul are connected. You can't separate your mind from your body. <laughs> and it, your mind is your conscious and your unconscious mind. So I really think in, in terms of where you are at, how well you are controlled in, your, in yourself with your conscious and unconscious change work, it matters for you. For one person, if you are very, um, let's say, not maybe harm, but your control with negative emotion and limiting beliefs is usually coming more from the unconscious mind. So I think then we really have to get into more unconscious change work. If you are very aware about this problem, we can more highlight it straight away with conscious change work. Mm-hmm. But I usually don't separate it. I usually combine it together. But conscious change work is something that uh, coming from NLP, right? Mm-hmm again, for everyone listening, NLP is the mainly um, conscious change work tool we're using. And hypnotherapy is a great tool for the unconscious mind. But I think conscious change work is something to really understand you here and now. And from there taking you in your deeper, deeper level to do all the day change work unconsciously.
1: Yeah, and I guess the, the subconscious mind is one of the most important parts, right? You have yeah. 5% is like your conscious mind and 20, no, 95% is your um, subconscious mind. Yeah. So I guess that's, that's, that's basically the first start in coaching as well, right? Like looking at limiting beliefs, what is like the story behind the story kind of.
2: Cool. Yeah. yeah, because where does it come from? Usually you don't wake up and tell yourself, I can't do this. It's yeah. based on something. <laughs> Like, what is holding you back? I can't do, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not worth enough. Where does it come from? It's usually based on something else that is holding us back. And this is what we usually like to find out the root cause.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: You are capable to do anything what you set your mind for. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true.
1: That's so true. I love that.
0: Going back to the expat topic and all the experience that you have with moving to different countries. If there is someone listening who is thinking about moving somewhere, but is a little bit sort of worried, scared about all those changes and those, you know, challenges, what is the first thing you would recommend to them in terms of taking that step or feeling more comfortable in making the change they want? Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, moving from another country to matter, it's a, again it can be it's huge transformation for everyone and as i said in the beginning it's really adapting to a new place and being reborn like starting all over finding new friends finding yourself a new environment creating a new home and everything um it's a big challenge and some has comes with um it's bigger than others from depending on the environment the culture you move into or the, uh, the tradition there is and so on i would number one trying to find yourself like a safety inner place where you feel confidence with yourself no matter what the challenges you're going to approach. Because the more you are aware about your own strength or even the challenge that you are facing, no matter what, you can usually use those tools and adapt yourself in the new environment. And when you feel stronger within yourself, having that confidence, I think you will get more confidence in the challenges of facing this. Um, when it comes, for example, the loneliness, the sadness or feeling homesick. It's many times that you're not maybe having the social skill of, um, or, this, the social, um, or the social ability or not connecting with the right people and it's make you feel very lonely and lost in this. And the best, best tip here would also to try to put yourself out there and really connect with new people, like to find friendship and, and do embrace that because sharing your journey with someone that also have similarities is something that will also strengthen you to be able to see that you're not lonely in this path. Like, I don't know how many there's millions of expats out there, and everyone is going through the same kind of journey within themselves. But the more you are strengthening yourself and able to receive this, the change, I think you'll easier will handle it. So if you are on a path before you're moving abroad, to really work with your own mindset around this, because we, when we as a human, we always like to be comfortable our in our own environment. Mm. But now you put yourself there in a completely new place. You are challenge yourself from, of a new uh, journey where everything feels uncomfortable. Like you might be very excited about it, and you, you as I said, it, it might be a journey that you think is gonna take you. Uh, with full happiness of experience, but you are going to put yourself in situations where you're not feeling comfortable and you do feel it's hard. So really strengthen your mind before you're moving as well. And during this journey is when we're getting out there, share your experience with others. Join groups that are also doing the same transformation as you.
0: Where do you find those kind of groups?
2: There is a lot of groups out there on social media. You find groups on Facebook, mm. uh, on Instagram, and uh, even in the environment you move to, there's usually where you can learn your. Uh, if you're coming, for example, for me, I came to Tel Aviv. There is learning the languages. So people coming, they are learning languages. My first friends I got was from the Hebrew school here, mm. and I was opening the book, you know, upside down, and you're reading from other way. I was complete disaster. I'm not even understanding like how I opened a book in Hebrew and like the, the, the letters are completely different. So putting myself in that environment, I was not just the only alien. There was more aliens in there, you know, everyone facing the same thing. So when you come into a new country, you can see groups of foreign or um, being expats or living abroad. And there is uh, many, as I said, on social media that you can connect to. And as well, reach out to a coach. If it's not a coach, other coaches can help you face those challenges. Face the way of limiting beliefs that you are already having and even creating more in the new environment, the negative emotions you do go through, the challenge that you are facing. Because I think when we're not giving ourselves the time or the space of dealing with those challenges, it's time when we lose ourselves even more. I think my life would have been different and moving faster in the path i wanted if i had a coach back then if i understood that if i had a mindset coach that could guide me through those challenges and not feeling like i lose myself in this loneliness it would have helped me much faster and easier of getting on the right path because we shouldn't always having that we learn from our Experience of doing things wrong way or feeling like everything has to struggle. You can do the good way from the beginning.
0: <laughs> That's very true. I think, like, there's a lot to learn from failure, but you can also prepare for a lot of things that you don't have to go through every failure.
2: Yes. It's people who say, as a parent, you know, kids, you will learn from failure. Like, don't listen to mommy and dad, you will learn from your failures. That's not the right way to do it. You know, we need someone to guide us. Yeah. And when you're moving to new places as well, you need also guidance. It's not just like yeah, I'm moving and okay, I will learn from my failure in the new country.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And it's okay to get <laughs> some help to or guidance to um, to accomplish the next step. Of I course. think that's so important.
2: And mm. I think most of the people that feel they're not getting the right path, what they feel is that they're digging into this loneliness, the loss, the homesickness and the next is that they move back, mm. and then they feel even worse. They're feeling like failure that they did not even embrace or face the real facts of how they could have made things different.
0: Have you ever had to deal with uh, that sort of experience, with either on a on a client side or yourself?
2: Yes, I think most of the experts, again are still having stages where they face. So, oh, you know, can I do this? Like maybe it's a bit easier I move mean, back home or. Or you know, missing home and feeling everything would be so much easier if I was at home, right? Everyone would understand me and why I'm doing this and I had that many times and I did uh, through a few years after I came to Israel, I, I said that there is the extra life coming with stages. The beginning stage is like finding yourself in a new environment. It's even going into the shop and knowing what and what is milk and not milk, you know, understanding the basic things and how do I go to the bank or where is the bank and understanding that simple way of living like the day-to-day life. Once you reach this first stage of understanding day-to-day environment, it's also really how can I grow my environment. It's the next stage of who am I here. It's not just survival of knowing what is milk and not milk. It's also now how can I grow my profession, my career or my Fulfillment, the meaning in life in the new environment, and that's usually the stage when you're feeling even more lost of getting into uh, finding yourself in the right place. And I had that. I had this identity crisis of who am I to be here? What can I do? And I think many other experts relate to that that they are they know that they're settled for more. They just don't want to work as the waitress in this place because it's the only place they can speak that language or that's the only thing that they can uh, get to do in that new place so many times we find ourselves being in a situation where we don't want to be or where we we felt we settled for more and i knew i was settled for more and i felt also very frustrated that the market could not offer me in my terms of what i wanted So I wanted to study more specific things, what I couldn't do in English. And I was not ready or not even being able to study it in their language. So I did move back to Sweden for a period of time to finish some other university studies. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to Israel again after. And I was not ready to, I had more challenges to face, I told (laughs) myself. But I think I went back that stage and I do know that many other also clients I went, uh, I had went through the same path and it's kind of almost feeling giving up on yourself. But I did came back, but it's the thing of feeling you can't grow yourself in the path you want. And then the best way is just to go back and do whatever you feel was right for you in your home country. right? But for me, it was more about um, in this uh, stage, it was for the education part. I felt like I couldn't get the education I wanted in my field. So, yeah, I I, I have this experience and I think many other are uh, facing it the same.
0: Yeah, and even I, I think like one thing I just thought about when you were saying this about moving back, sometimes moving back doesn't necessarily, may, it might look like you're taking a step back, but maybe it's just, you know, a different path you're going. You're going back to, to learn something that you wanted to learn, which then leads you to the next step to go back or go somewhere else or even better or some, you know, it's, it goes back to mindset, right? The way you look at it. You don't have to look at it as failure. It could also just be going back, recalibrating, and then moving forward again. Like, what, what do yeah. they say? One step back, two step forward.
2: Yeah. Always.
0: One thing I just wanted to also say when I was thinking about this whole moving abroad and all the challenges i think it's also a really nice way to look at it that you can go somewhere and reinvent yourself yeah because i think like that's sometimes also where a lot of the growth happens if you really just kind of like break down everything into pieces and rebuild it together in the new way you want it to be and it doesn't mean you have to change as a human being but like just put it together in a way that you actually feel more comfortable with who you are now yeah so to look at it as an opportunity
2: There is a saying in this, I don't know how they said exactly, but, you know, you won't know what you don't do, right? Like, you need to try it to understand what it is. And this is something I really think we have to put ourselves out there to know about it. And if anyone is listening to this podcast, for example, are asking themselves, how would it be to live there or to do that? You won't know until you're actually doing it. And what might hold you back is this fear of the unknown, fear of the new uh, new, the new place, the new world you're getting into. But again, you won't know if you don't do it. The only things that are holding you back then is this limiting or negative, limiting belief or negative emotions of actually doing that act. But nothing will... What If you move back from what Max said here, like if you will go back to your home country, no one says that you are a failure. If so, you're telling yourself that story it's not it's just for your own self you, you know your belonging is where you make it to be and i think my life is never ends here or there i continue to go everywhere every time and again we are setting our own mind for it so if you're ever doubting about moving to a new place or try or try something new in your current living wherever you live so do it you won't know And if it's not suitable for you, you can always go back to do what you used to do or where you used to live. Yeah, but we live once, so don't stop. Hesitate.
1: Yeah, that's so right, Lisa. I think every decision you also make, you. I see it as an opportunity, and you can always go back and change it. Right, like it's nothing is like for forever. So even if you move to a different country and you don't like the culture or the people or the job, you just. Make another decision and you move either back or somewhere else, right? I think it's about experiences and possibilities.
2: And I think the beautiful part in this, that you will never be the same because yeah. you have an experience. Yeah. And this was make you richer. What makes you full in life is your own experience. No one can take ever this from you. Yeah. All the learnings you do, everything you experience, and this makes you to be stronger and richer in yourself. So the more you try, the more you do, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you will
2: never to go back to be your true self. You will even just be better, yeah. regardless how the experience was. You will always learn something from it. Like Max also said, we learn from our fails. We also learn from our good. We learn all the time.
0: Yeah, I I I always love that. You know, if you go somewhere and you figure out this is not what I want, well, that's great because you can tick one thing off your list that you know you don't have to do again because you can now focus on something new.
2: It's amazing. Yeah. All the time. It doesn't matter where what it is. We're learning all the time. Yeah.
0: So usually at the end of our podcast, we always ask for one thing that people can take away from this. And I feel like you just answered this actually already prior, which was like, just, you know, just go and try. But is there anything else you would like to tell the listeners if they are thinking about moving abroad or thinking about mindset coaching that you would like to give them as a as a, one last sort of...
2: Yes, I think mainly it's like really to think about what mindset it means for you because mindset is everything Mm. and it was set your mind for, and the limitation you might feel is your own mind. So whatever you try to get down or change to is all about your mindset. So thank you guys so much for being on your call today.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we have one last tradition that we've kind of implemented over the last few episodes which we would like to do, which is our conversation cards that we have here. Is it my oh, turn yes, to pick so. one or is it your turn?
1: It's your turn. Okay.
0: I'm going to pick a card for you and read it out. And it's, um, it's about vulnerability. So the question we have for you, Lisa, is what is the crazy big idea you would try if you could not fail?
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> that's a big question. <laughs> it is, yes. Uh, the big idea I would try, but not fail. Wow, that's I have so many ideas, you know, like how you wish to change the world in way of thinking and so on. I think something I really would love to do is the way of how we learn life from the beginning. I wish I could change, you know, from the how we how kids grow up in the school like it's not the learning from home it's the way how we learn and use our mindset towards things if you could learn the way of understanding the world and using the mindset from the beginning it will be completely different outcomes mm-hmm. so i wish yeah. i could really help to change that um the structure like how things are set up from kids age and then we can already impact. Where we're talking about today? Why should people learn it just now? <laughs> why shouldn't you learn from kids' age, taking control over your mind and and how that implant in everything you learn, in every subject in school, of your behavior, of your act, and being a good person for yourself and for others. This mm. is something really true. I wish I wish I could.
0: You can do it.
2: I can. <laughs> Nothing is impossible, right? Exactly.
0: You said it yourself. No, but I like that. I think I think it's a really nice thing to to actually think about if you. If you start early, you can grow much quicker or in a in a much easier way in the right direction. Whereas if you have 30 years of experience of life, to change that then is, is a lot more work, right? Like if we start oh. earlier, it, it would have the biggest impact. Um, there was a study I was reading about. They were looking at if we would invest money into different age brackets on personal development. Where it would have the biggest impact. And quite naturally the result was that if we start thinking age bracket was zero to four years, if we would start investing more money into these kind of things, it would have a huge impact on the later life where we would have to invest less into mental health, into healthcare in general, into personal developments and stuff like that. So I think you're on the right path if you would go down that route.
2: Yeah, wonderful. I'm happy to hear. <laughs> I truly believe as well. Great. Yeah. Well,
0: Thank you so much. Um, Thank you, Lisa. I think we could have continued this for a few more hours if we wanted. Maybe we will. Um, But thank you very much for taking the time and and sharing your story and sharing your experience um, with our listeners and and us.
2: Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful day.
0: You too. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.